What's up, everything? It's the dawn of a new and frightening morn in the NHL as the 32nd team has made landfall in the form of the Seattle Kraken. What great beast has the Northeast just unveiled? We'll discuss it ahead. Then we'll wrap our tentacles around some other news, including the latest award nominees and much more. It's a lot to devour, so let's get started and let's go see beasts. And we are here in the sunken hull of a mm. ship under the sea in Puget Sound, devoured by, I don't know, barnacles or something. Because, you know, krakens are mythical. The kraken, devoured by the kraken. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We got the official news today of what most fans had only dreamed and a very select group of Karens had had nightmares about uh, should we just jump right into it? Yeah, that's the ex- news of the day. Do we want to exchange Catch of the day of any kind, or just go? How are you? Great. You? Yeah, I'm fine. Everything's miserable. Cool. Yeah, we're a, we're we're a week away from more hockey, from real hockey. That's right. Real hockey. This actually, before we get started, yeah, this is a great day. Sports mm-hmm. started today. American Big Four sports resumed with the dawn of baseball. A week from now, we'll have hockey and basketball. We got the Seattle Kraken. We're even getting close to MLS news. Check out the STL podcast for more. Mm. That's our pod. That's our other podcast in our expanding empire. No free pub. That's right. Well, I mean, for ourselves. I feel like we can get free pub, but maybe not. Uh, it's a good day. It's a good day. I know stuff's still crazy out there, and there's still, you know, a pandemic. Mm-hmm. But it, uh, as pandemic news goes, it's a good day, I feel like. So, you know, be happy. Or don't, you know? It's like, I don't control <laughs> you. Now We're let's, just a podcast. Let's talk about the Kraken. They did it, Ian. Do you love it? I do. You know what I love most about it? I love the most... That the NHL let it happen. Mm-hmm. I love that the I love that Gary Bettman, whatever his faults, and they are many. Mm-hmm. I love that he didn't say, "Now, nah, now it's too cartoony. We can't do that." Yeah, no mythical sea beasts, please. <laughs> you got to go with Metropolitans and really plug into your history, which would have been fine. Which apparently he didn't like. He didn't like. He didn't like Metropolitans because he thought it'd be too confusing with the Metropolitan Division, Ooh. in which they wouldn't even belong. Well, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I really like that they let this happen. I <laughs> will discuss. We'll discuss jerseys and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I ju- I think they nailed all of it. So let's get into it. I guess so. 
last night, I mean, this happened pretty quickly. It happened very slowly in the grand mm. scheme of things. I think they've known this for a while and would have probably unveiled it a while ago if they had not, you know, they hadn't been waiting on it. Mm. But, um, you know, last night they put out a little teaser video of a, of a couple of fishermen pulling a, a goal light from mm. the depth of the sea and uh, said that they were unveiling it at 9 a.m. Pacific today. And then they did. And they ran another longer video and debuted the Kraken and the Seattle Kraken, a logo based off a number of things, uh, including the uh, little Superman S that we all used to draw mm-hmm. in uh, middle school. But more importantly, uh, it does have ties to the S from the Metropolitans in the olden days. And. Uh, is just also a cool logo in and of itself. So uh, here's their little press release. Some say we know more about the cosmos than we do about our own waters. Maybe that's what draws us to the sea. The vast expanse, the Im- impermeable. Woof. Yeah, they go, deep. they go hard in this one. They go <laughs> the, real hard. The uncharted has long inspired generations of folklore. In Seattle, we welcome voyagers. Our port city brings legends from all over the world. We cross boundless oceans and dense wilderness, finding our beasts along the way. Arby's? Who's that? Yeah, Arby's. <laughs> uh, these legends are home to this rugged coastal wonderland with a name etched on Lord Stanley. Now, we breathe new life into a legend. An ancient and powerful force reawakens in the heart of the great Pacific Northwest. We will wear the S in honor of our champion predecessors, and we will have a name that incarnates the might of the sea, the NHL's 32nd club, given life by 32,000 fans, the Seattle Kraken. Thoughts, general thoughts. I've done a lot of talking. You talk now. I love it, but I will tell you, as it was happening, the presentation was great. All the all that stuff was great and mm-hmm. fantastic. There's like lightning hitting the water. I thought maybe a kraken, CGI kraken, was going to come out of the water. I'm glad it didn't. That would have been a huge fuck up. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they didn't do it. Um, and then they showed the logo off. It was just the S for a moment. Then they had the uh, sort of negative space taken up by a a tentacle in the middle of the S. And then you have the little red eye there. And with each new reveal, I was kind of like, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I liked the logo. Then they popped it on this fly jersey, and I'm all in. The the jersey looks dope. The jersey at first made me think, is this the Winnipeg Jets? Mm -hmm. And then on second thought, it made me think, is this the Vancouver Canucks of the 90s and 2000s? Yes. Yeah, so they, the Canucks, have moved to a Seattle color scheme Mm -hmm. with a bright green and, and blue. And so, I guess, by as, as their way of retribution, the Kraken stole the 2000s uh, Sedin era Canucks color scheme. Yeah, they just need so. a little. They just need a touch of brown in there, uh-huh. and then you got you got the whole package. Yeah, I like the logo. I like the secondary logo a lot, which is like the an anchor. Secondary logo with, is yeah flawless. Putting the uh, <laughs> space needle in the middle of the anchor is pretty dope. Uh-huh. I I like the little accents of red. Mm-hmm. Um, the collar in the back has red, and I almost kind of wish that there was a tiny red on, like, the outside of the collar mm-hmm. just to bring it together, but other than that, and even though they showed off the, uh, ways, too, and those look pretty cool, too, uh, I think the logo obviously pops a lot more on the aways mm-hmm. just because it's got the, the, uh, border that you can show off that's not blending in with the rest of the jersey like it does in the homes, but, 
I really liked it a lot. I've told you before that I sort of ping-ponged all day between, like, this is the most amazing thing. And just kind of be like, ah, it's all right. It's not, you know, not bad by any means. It was like, ah, it's pretty good. And it seems like I did, I'm selling more and more on amazing, especially uh -huh. because the home, someone pointed out to me that their home jersey has zero white on it, whereas a lot of home jerseys have, like, a little white, mm -hmm. just a touch of white somewhere. Even the blues have, like, a little white bar. But this is all complete different colors. Uh, and then comparing this to the Jets jersey, too, when I did it, obviously lack of white but the uh the sort of greens the blues the sea foam color if you will i think works really well makes mm -hmm. it pop um yeah i'm i'm pleasantly surprised i think the only thing i really have to compare it to in terms of a launch is like the golden knights mm -hmm. and i think everybody really likes the golden knights logo and stuff and mm. i think they should but i feel like they were very safe mm. i still hate i still kind of hate the name but i feel like they were very safe and this was very risky mm. going with crack i mean as much as it was like a fan you know i am like, surprised like they Twitter went that people way were like yeah. yeah let's do this uh I, you know, it's a big risk, even in even in Seattle, which is a you know progressive, probably pretty young town. Pro Kraken, I think. <laughs> They're pro Kraken. Uh, I just think it was a risk, and I think they delivered. I I'll tell you, I don't even know if the logo needs the eye. Honestly, I feel like that's almost when that a distraction first, a little. When bit, that first but, popped up. I remember thinking that too. I was like, oh no, there's like an eye there. Like why? But it does, I mean, it does bring the red into yeah, the yeah. whole thing. So I get why it's there. Um, but I just think it's clean. It's simple. But it's still really unique. And it's really unique within the NHL, you know, as much as it's similar to some Jets stuff and it's similar to some connect stuff i really think it's it's still pretty pretty original in its mm. own respect cat's not gonna shut she up she hates the crack well she should i mean cats and kraken feel like they wouldn't mix so i understand that that's natural fair. enemies uh but um i just i just really like it and i think i've you know i'm sure there are little nits you could pick here or there uh I'm already eager to see. I don't know if they won't won't get a third jersey. I was just about to say, but yeah. I'm eager to see. I love it. They use the like this anchor logo as like the main logo for that. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just it just feels like David Perron's gonna look really good in the sweater. <laughs> oh yeah, like, he's gonna look amazing. I mean, it's 32. You know, 57 plus 32 is 99, and that's Wayne Gretzky. So. <laughs> Except it's 89 now that I think about mm. it. But, you know, it's been close We enough. did the math. <laughs> right. You know, I, I heard a lot of people say fun little jokes about, you know, uh, Justin Fox is going to look really good in this jersey. Uh -huh. i got to tell you, folks. Not happening. He's not going anywhere. Nope. Sorry. Still right here. Look, um, David Perron's in a go. We'll sign him back for a year. He'll retire. Perfect. I'll get myself a David Perron, uh, David Perron Kraken jersey to match my David Perron I, Vegas Golden Knights I jersey. I don't want David Perron to leave. But I hope he does only so he can come back again. Yeah, just so the fourth he time. Because totally will. <laughs> um, this is like he gets a little vacation years. Yeah. So who's going to be the captain of 
your Seattle Kraken. Lee Stepniak, 100%. No, we do have to have a new ship for this. Are there any NHL players from Seattle? Not that I know of. Not that I can think of. Demi Lovato got engaged. Oh, yeah, I did hear that. To Max Eric. So good for her. Yeah, but she was dating Wilmer Valderrama for like nine years. Uh Uh-huh. And there was no engagement there. And now this dude for five months... I did some reading, Stephen. I did some reading late last night. She dated Wilmer Valderrama? Yeah, for like forever. Demi Lovato. Yeah. That dude hadn't been relevant in 50 years. Yeah. I mean, good for him. Good for them. They were a happy couple, I'm sure. Hmm. But interesting. Will she support the Seattle Kraken? Doubtful. Yeah, I don't know who would be the captain. Um, The colors of the official colors of the Kraken mm -hmm. are called Deep Sea Blue. Boundless blue and red alert, <laughs> which I kind of like. But there's more. But there's more than what? But there's four colors. Well, those are the three that wow. James Martin showed. Wow, James. Yep, he really hates that fourth color. Uh, wallpapers are up. I'm just looking for like people reaction. Kevin Smith, very excited. Uh, finally, a tiny bit of good news in 2020. The NHL releases the Kraken in Seattle, the most metal-sounding name in hockey since the New Jersey Devils. The Devils and the Kraken clashing, clashing sounds almost Lovecraftian. Hmm. Oh, yeah, give me a Cthulhu third jersey. <laughs> <laughs> the kids love it. The kids love Cthulhu. They are now the 10th Major League sport team that doesn't end in S, Ian. Tell me. The other nine. Ooh. Pop quiz. There are three in the NHL, yeah. four in the NBA, and two in Major League Baseball. Okay, the baseball ones are the Red Sox and the White Sox, Correct. right? Which yeah. I feel like is cheating. But I know, right? Because it's like, an S down. <laughs> and spelled correctly would be an S. Okay. But you were correct. That's two right off the bat. So what was it? Four NBA teams? Four of in NBA and NHL, but that counts the Kraken, so three. Oh, man. I should know NHL ones. Yeah, you can get there. Wild. Yeah. Don't end the ass. I can do this. Don't doubt me. I, t- I completely believe I don't want to say things out loud, you know, because then you it's going to say... Yeah, it doesn't say... Just question mark? <laughs> um, man, why... Uh, Wild, wild. I will fill time by reading stats off the back of this. Lightning? The lightning? Yes, that's correct. We bred Joe Mullen last week, it occurs to me, so I will grab this Aaron Judge. (laughs) (laughs) Good for Aaron Judge. You You got one left. I know. Aaron Judge is a singular physical presence on the field. Avalanche. Correct. Now, do you want to give the NHL a shot? NBA? I think you can do it. NBA. Okay. The Heat. Correct. The Jazz. Correct. Need two more. Yeah. Fuck. Well, that was that was it. I was just I was on a roll, <laughs> and then I cooled away off. Oh no. There are thirty of these teams. The Thunder. That's correct. And the. Nope, 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 nope. I'm just going through in my head, folks. I'm not an NBA person. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, the one you've 
Forgotten is the most forgettable. No! But that's only because they've sucked. Oh, that's so many teams. Let me read this. The NHL announced that their new franchise will be named the Seattle Kraken. The cephalopod sea monster, (laughs) known as the Kraken, is a myth, or is it? It is. In 1978, claws from the tentacles of a giant squid were found embedded in the USS Stein, says the U.S. Naval Institute. Good for them. That's a Seattle song. Oh, yeah, yes, for They sure. put a Seattle flag on, a Kraken flag on top of the Space Needle. Very good. That was cool. Very nice. The other teams are saying, they're calling it the Freak Flag, which I Magic. Like. Got it. All right. Got it. We did it. We did it. <laughs> I went through every team in my head, uh-huh. and then I finally got it. I'm very proud of you. I wanted to say, they're all playing in this city right now. <laughs> I felt like that might be too on the nose. Um, let me get some Greg Wyshynski tweets, then we can move on, unless you have more cracking thoughts. I'm excited to see this team develop. I'm excited. I want to see, yeah. You know what I'm excited about? I want to see who they pick. I'm excited by the outrageously high expectations that will be set Mm -hmm. for them. I was going to say, do you think they make the the cup final? Oh, no. I was going to say that. Do you think they make the playoffs? Uh, Steven, can you predict for me the 2022-2023 playoff picture? Do you think they're in it? God, I hope. That'd be awesome. They're already There's my number one Stanley Pacific Cup team. logo at Center Ice in the uh, Hub Arena, by the way. So that's good. Hmm. Um, they've got maps about some of the stuff. Have they fixed the Edmonton Why is Arena? BMO Field factor in? Because it oh, was leaking. They, that's cool. They get to go play. They get to go play like on the field at BMO <laughs> they want to like play soccer and stuff that's cool that's where the Toronto FC plays the mm-hmm. Toronto FC you've heard of the Toronto FC uh, Anthony Fauci had a terrible first pitch Mike Francesca's leaving WFAN <gasps> but hasn't he done that like Probably. five other times alright um, shall we shall we move on yeah I thought you were looking for Greg Wyshynski tweets gone. It doesn't exist. I'm on Greg. Those were Greg. Oh, those. Train of thought. They're recording tonight. Uh... <laughs> Somebody suggested they put the eyes at the bottom of the anchor for uh, the uh, second logo, which I do not like. Hmm. Are they ever going to show the Kraken, Steven? Or is it always going to be like underwater with just an eye and a tentacle? Or one day... I kind of like the mystery. But what is their mascot going to be, Steven? It's got to be... Cthulhu. It's Cthulhu. It's got to be Davy Jones. And they got to play... They got to pay Bill Nye to play him. Mm. No skimping on this shit. I want full CGI in real life. I want to see those tentacles moving. That'd be interesting. That'd be cool. I kind of want them to like. I want them to win the draft lottery. Don't they have? Are they going to get the same odds as like Vegas did, where it was like they're guaranteed to pick top eight or something they the can't first pick year? First. Yeah, oh, I is that so. it? Oh, they should be allowed to pick first. No, I think they. I think for Vegas, it was oh. like they could only be between three and six or something weird. I, yeah. 
fix your fix your shit NHL. If you're gonna go full chaos mode like you did this year, at least allow Seattle to possibly pick first overall. I'd love that. I want them to get. I don't even know who comes after this year. There's like a Finnish guy coming up next year, and then they should get whoever the next one is. Wait, do they get to participate in the draft? Wait, hold up. Do they get to participate in the draft next year? Right. Like mm-hmm. the regular old draft, mm-hmm. same old draft, and then afterwards, right? Because or do they yeah. do do they do the expansion the draft expansion before? Expansion draft happens before. Okay. And then it's the draft. No, I think they should just do the draft, <laughs> and then like then they do the expansion draft. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. They just had a let's go Kraken cheer. Why not let's get Kraken? And Greg Wyshynski tweets: Drunken Brett Hall enters the chat. How about we went Kraken? Mm-hmm. Game over. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> so the the Blues are playoff bound, as is most mm-hmm. of the NHL. They are still in St. Louis, about to transition to. Yeah, I believe Edmonton. they go to Edmonton on Sunday. Okay, to um, the bubble they go. I am excited, obviously. Uh, but there was some back and forth about the Blues Middle Sixth on Twitter. You want to talk about that? Yeah. It was all Let's for- talk about some random Blues topics. It was all fourth, no back. Oh, all fourth. Because all fourth. no no one's yelling about anything. Everyone's oh, happy. Nobody care- Nobody's going to drag Oscar Sundquist. As I oh, tweeted yeah. last night, if you don't like Oscar Sundquist, you're dead inside. He's a lovely man. He's got... He's got jacked up teeth, but he's a lovely man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like character wise. And as a human, but like, you know, in the mouth department. <laughs> braces exist. <laughs> I'm just saying. And uh, you can afford them. But you know what? You know what? You could get a puck to the mouth at any moment. So I understand. Wait till you're retired mm-hmm. or whatever. If he gets Invisible it and then he's though. like a normal looking guy, oh. But that's, you know what? Maybe Look that's. Out, not, ladies. But maybe that's not, you know, his teeth are his thing. Maybe. Maybe that's his Maybe trauma. that crazy, that crazy Oscar Sunquist smile. Is like the whole thing. Yeah, that's the whole package. I think you're right. If he gets that fixed, does he undo Tom Wilson's punch to the face? <laughs> <laughs> he goes back down too. Yeah. Oh no. Flowers of Algernon. Get your teeth back to <laughs> jacked up. We need you. Uh, yeah, Luke Korak, friend of the show. And uh, Jeremy Rutherford, not friend of the show. Ooh, he, I mean, he's our friend. He doesn't want to. He doesn't oh, want to come on. We've asked him. We've asked him out loud into the ether yeah. and just screamed and into the air, like, "Come on our though. podcast!" And he hasn't come. So, so yeah, fuck off. That's a dick move, Jeremy. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're, you're banned from the wanna, podcast. You know our Twitter handle. We've interacted on Twitter. In passing, mm-hmm. a couple of times. So we're also part of the media. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I we create media. That's that is that what you just said mm. is correct. Yeah. So no, don't, don't really fight feel, me on it. There's really no denying. Don't fight me on it. I don't know why he's being so stubborn and petulant <laughs> on this issue. <laughs> so, but it seemed like Lou, friend of the show, and Jeremy, not friend of the show, uh, were. We're in cahoots this week. We're in sync with each other as they were both talking about a lot of our, our middle six players. No more praise for Schwartz and Shen and Tarasenko or O'Reilly. You heard of those guys before. Screw those guys, I yeah. say. You know they're good. Sucky trophy, more like... Sucky trophy, <laughs> am I right? Fucking <laughs> sucks. We'll talk about that. 
played. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Luke Korak and Jeremy Rothbard had a couple tweets about a few different guys on the team. Korak said, it's amazing how good a hockey player Oscar Sundquist has turned into. The guy just doesn't miss a beat. Dogs you on the PK, works his tail off at both ends of the ice. A great story of someone that amounted to something by working for it. That's true, and it always blows me away that we got him for uh, Ryan Reeves and what, our first round pick to move down a pick? No, move our up second a pick? round pick. It was our second and Ryan Reeves to get Clem Costin and Oscar Sunquist. I don't know how you can be upset about that. You can't. You can't. No if, more, you're, if you're the no biggest Ryan Reeves stand in the world, which I respect, he's a great guy. Great. Our number, the best 75 on the Blues. The, by far. Not even any competition, yeah. hardly. Or at all. Uh, but um, I, you can't. I mean, there can't be anybody. There isn't anybody. I think we're making this person. Yeah, no, so no, no, on. no. You're right, you're right. Uh, correct. People said, were at the time. People were <laughs> upset at the time. Well, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I forgot. And at the time, Oscar I didn't even know Oscar Sundquist yeah. mattered. And I was still like, we just traded Ryan Reeves for a first. Yeah, that was a good you move. You said what? And then I was excited. Oscar Sundquist played a whole season here before he became the Oscar Sundquist we knew. He mm-hmm. played 50-plus games, and I forgot that he existed. He won two Stanley Cups, technically. He was he's, not, he's not on the, not he's on not on the Stanley Cup. But, well, now he is. Now he is, but he Got wasn't him. before. <laughs> uh, yeah, Luke Rex said, was raving about Sundquist a couple days ago, but I have to give props to Sammy Blay, too. Having a fantastic camp so far, maybe the best I've seen him play. If he translates his game into these games, what a weapon to have. He's been a wrecking ball flying all over the ice, scoring. I think he had a hat trick in one of their one of their scrimmages, which again is, you know, kind of like getting 100 points in the QMJHL. You know, anyone can do it. But, that's good news for Sammy Blay. Sammy Blay, who didn't play very much this season, was mm-hmm. out for I can't even remember what it was, an injury. But of what kind, I don't remember. This year? Yeah, this year. Was it a concussion? No. I don't think so. Shoulder? I'll look it up. You keep talking. Yeah, sure, shoulder. But, uh, yeah, Sammy Blay could be an amazing long-term healthy addition to this team, especially because it sounds like he's going to slot in on the third line to the left of Thomas and Bozak. That's a fun third line. That's a good third line. I like Thomas in center permanently, but play with a scoring touch for Thomas to pass to. Was November Sounds 20, great. 2019 this season? Yes. Wrist. 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 Forever. Oh. Ten weeks that guy missed? Yeah, he was gone forever. Remember he's had a, he had a, a nice little start to the season. Oh, like, oh yeah. yeah. And then he got like hurt. He can get 20 goals, mm. and then he would have probably on that face, but then he died. And now he's all better. Mm-hmm. He was back before the Rona, though. I believe so. Okay. First the wrist, then the Rona. <laughs> and then Jeremy Rutherford, not friend of the show, chimed in and said, uh, Sanford's emergence has done wonders for this team. Besides the fact... Not a yeah, I mean, show. it's a fucking douche. Uh, we love you, Jeremy. Or do we? <laughs> well, find out. Call us. <laughs> Jeremy says, besides the fact the Blues have found someone to play with O'Reilly and Prawn, talking about Sanford, said Blay has a home with Thomas and Bozak and can flourish there. Their identity now... After much mixing and matching, waiting for them to grab those spots. So uh, this is a media hit job, and I don't like it. It's yeah. a coordinated effort, and I don't like. <laughs> I know back and forth these two. This, unless you want to say more. Oh, I was just gonna say from. I, this is always the same preseason hype because this is really just preseason in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. But 
it really does paint a picture of a really complete team that the Blues have. And if you think about, if you believe that the Blues aren't going to be rusty. Brower's still on this Well, team. he's on, he's, Steven scrolled down too far. He's on the fifth line. Right, Look, going. he's just as good as Della Rose and Cairo. Would you believe that? Would you believe that for a nickel? <laughs> I believe half of that sentence, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, it just feels like the Blues have as good a chance as any. You know what, I'm going to say it because everyone with a hockey podcast that I listen to has said that they have a, a better chance than most teams. I feel like... A pretty good chance, got I gotta say. I gotta say, they just won. They're fresh. This team seems like it's gelled together, like, super well. I'll, you know what? I said I wasn't going to be disappointed if they lost and got bounced out of the Corona Cup, but I will be. I'll be very disappointed. I mean, if they, get, if they make a healthy run, yeah. then fine. Oh, yeah, but like, if you get bounced in the, in the first... Like, I don't care here. that the Winnipeg Jets 3-0'd the Calgary Flames and they're, com- Ooh, they're coming in hot. You should you should beat them. Yeah. You should beat them. Connor Hellepuck, be damned. You should beat them. Hell suck. Um, yeah, so I, I just, I was just thinking about this. You mentioned here, Barbashev probably going to miss some of the Uh, bubble time because his wife is pregnant, which I think is selfish as hell. (laughs) Uh, no, congratulations, Papa. It's this number two, I think. I think he keeps popping him out. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure we talked about a baby barber because I'm pretty sure we gave away a puck because of a baby barber, but I'm not sure about that. A anyway, baby barber? we got to do a giveaway when we get back to action here next week. Mm. Something big. Maybe a Jake Allen signed photograph. Folks will dig it while he's still a blue. That's gotta true. Gotta get your hands That's on true. it. That's true. Before there he's the backup for the Kraken. There Allen lovers out there, okay? I'm not... I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, this team is absurdly deep. And I think I underestimate how deep they are. By virtue of just thinking, well, like, nobody knows who Sammy Blay is, so he's not actually good. Mm-hmm. But this isn't, I can't, even in the Hitchcock era, where, like, the fourth line felt really comfortable. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I can't remember, remember a time that? when I just felt as, com- I, there's nobody on this team who I feel like I'm scared that they're on the ice. Uh, I mean, not counting like Brower. <laughs> like <the first laughs> Sorry. I had to give you that look. I was like, well, there's one. Falk? There's one. No, just Troy Brower. Oh, Troy Brower. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Young upstart Troy Brower. But, that's right. Young, young child, second version. And they're going to make improvements on the model. But no, but like, I just, I, I feel like this is a, team that kills you with its depth Mm -hmm. because every line brings you something different you've got the skill and you know power of the schwartz and tarasenko line o'reilly on any line is obviously deadly and o'reilly and peron have some demon magic going on um zach samford has been at times sensational on that line Remember his four-goal game against the Vegas <laughs> Gold Knights? Yeah. Indeed, I do. A real Austin Matthews. <laughs> uh, Sammy Blay, everything they said I think is true. I think he has a, he has an ability... He has an ability to me to sprout into like a 
very good player. Like one of those guys, I'm not saying he'll be on that level, but like like in the way that Brad Marchand very much existed and was like a player in the league and then mm-hmm. somehow even when he was already like 26 or 7 or 8, just hit a new level and was like, oh, now you're like heart trophy caliber. I'm not saying Blay will go to that level because I don't think current play is at the level Marchand was before he evolved, but like I think he still has... Because this is a dude that was like, what, like 5'6 when we drafted him or yeah, something real tiny. Round. And it sprouted huge, and I think he's still got to learn to actually play physical and use that body. And I think if he does, that'll be a huge boost for him. And the nice thing about him is he won't, to me, be like a Wayne Simmons or somebody who's like breaking down at age 30 because they have been physical their whole career. Um, and then Thomas. I mean, Robert Thomas is only. He's only he really is like that's a joke, but that dude is probably the highest skilled player on this team in some respects, and he's like sleeping on our third he's line, buried. And then Tyler Bozak is fine. Like he's I got know, he's got one more year in his contract yeah, for this. There and you he go. Play it here, but that's fine. <laughs> but like seriously, like Tyler Bozak is such a light, and I know he's not at center right now, but like such an ideal third line player and i really don't mean that as a burn Mm -hmm. like it is such a luxury to have that dude on your third line you would be in a real pinch if he had to be your second line 22 minute a night center Mm -hmm. but to have that dude like on your third line and just be in there and plus he's an energy guy he's a positive guy um and then yeah like mccacron sunquist and steen that's like that's insane that's a murderer's row for a fourth line steen i know people have their stuff with alex steen i don't get a lot of it but that dude is a veteran and to and we talked about it a lot we talked about it last year a lot but to just live into that role of being a fourth liner be fine with it i don't know what's going to become of him you know he's a very obvious contract that gee it'd be nice if we could move next year or do something with but like whatever happens to alex dean i hope people recognize him as like a true franchise just retire great. here, man. Yeah, I mean, that'd be great. I I don't want him to retire necessarily, mm. but I'd kind of do. Like, you hit a thousand games, you're there. Do it. Um, And then, yeah, I, I, I do want to talk about something else related to that, which is our defense. Dunn right now is obviously under the Corbin. He's been banned. So is he COVID what, Corbin. So one of the things, before we mention that real quick, so does he... They can't say if he has COVID, right? But we're assuming he has right, COVID. He, so he's one of the two. Yeah, that's what I was say. What I was is most he half of the NHL's COVID. I guess done, Vince, my boy. Why? But yeah, only two cases in the entire Good NHL. Good on the NHL. Good on. Well the boys. done. Uh, I only feel, two. I feel like people are taking this seriously. Like players are taking like let's not be stupid and let's mm-hmm. get into the bubble and let's do this right. And that makes me happy. Uh, but on that note, you know, I think he'll be back hopefully in time to join the bubble. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that works. I don't know what the protocol is, but guys up here. The dude's a, a restricted free agent. And I was writing about this last night and over the last couple of days put up an article about Perunovic and Dunn because they are such similar players. And I'm curious what your take is because I feel like the Blues really need to keep both of those dudes. 
and I don't know if they're gonna, but I'm curious what your thoughts are on them. They can't, Stephen. They won't. They can, though. I feel like, what, what do you think Vince Dunn commands in a reduced market? Mm-hmm. Do you think... That new CBA really, really screws with these. The, do you the... think they can get him to do like a one for three and then say next year's your money year? What did Charlie McAvoy sign? Didn't he sign like... A weird thing. Didn't he sign for like only three million or something for a couple of years, I thought? That was my comparable. And I don't even necessarily think he's as good Four as Charlie McAvoy. Over a three year deal. Um four point nine. Mm-hmm. Uh nah, Vincent's not getting that. So I don't know. You I think you get him just a skosh under four, maybe? Just yeah. a little above four, just right around four. I think you get him under four. I think especially in a, a market where the, the cap's flat for the next couple of years here. I feel I do feel for these RFAs. It seemed like being a RFA was going to be a big ticket to big money uh-huh. after these last couple guys. I mean, I get Mitch Marner and some of these guys uh, are not the same as Vince Dunn, but it's like, wow, RFAs are getting their money immediately rather than having to wait for their UFA years. And I think that might be true for your like top five RFAs in the entire league that are like just the best of the best. But everybody else that thought maybe, hey, this is going to be me improving my chances of getting more money now. Uh, I think this flat cap just extinguished those hopes. Like yeah. there's no way. I think RFAs are going to head right back to where they were, where it's like, hey, if you're very good, we understand that we'll get you the money you're worth. But also, if you think you're going to try and dig at us a little like everyone else has around the league, not happening anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Everybody's got to decide at this point whether, like, it's this has always been true, but it's so much more true now. If you're Alex Petrangelo, you got to decide if money's more important than anything else because mm-hmm. if you do somebody can give you nine million dollars a year or ten over the next eight years or seven years or six years but it's not going to be anybody competitive mm-hmm. yeah it's going to be the new jersey devils who yeah, uh did, did that in my uh, yeah exactly and my uh be a pro and yeah. like that's just by way of saying like if you if that dude wants to win, and I'm not I'm not trying to do the will does he want to win thing, but like if you want to be a competitive guy, I th- and that's what I think the nice thing about the CBA is, it's already like by virtue of there being compromise, mm-hmm. I think all the players like not meaning the league players, but like all the parties involved mm-hmm. recognize that there will need to continue to be compromise, and like. Sorry, Alex, you're just not going to make as much money as mm-hmm. you did. You're still going to make a lot of money, but pandemic. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, and that the rules. So, but my thinking is like, so it, I still think they're going to find a way to keep Petrangelo. I just I, would be really surprised. If I he think won. they are because I forget that he could even leave. So, yeah. in my head, I'm like, nah, probably not going to happen. I don't see enough. I don't see enough smoke for there to be a fire for him that's him leaving, you know? It's like, yeah, he'll be here. I do keep forgetting that we have Marcus Candela. Oh, yeah. And that we extended him. But if you look at our left side beyond that, there's not 
much. Um, and I don't think we're coming in with a left side next year. Scandella, Perunovic, Gunnarsson, and Mikola. Like, that doesn't seem like it, something Craig Ruby wants. So, to me, it's just... You know, I was looking at Corsica, I think, and they have some little metric that uh, calculates a player's value mm-hmm. um, and ranks them by defensemen as gives them, like, a score. And Dunn projected out at 10th in the league, mm-hmm. which was, like, it was tied, so it was probably more like 15th or 20th, but, like... He was right behind Jacob Slavin, who everybody is crazy about. Mm-hmm. He was right ahead of Colton Pareko, which I thought was really interesting. And I would, ju- I, I think there's a very obvious way of saying you're in cost-cutting mode. It makes sense to let Vince go. Or, you know, not let him go. Yeah, Get yeah, value yeah. for him. Get futures for him. But, like, trade him or let him sign his offer sheet and bring Perunovic as the as the free, more or less free option in his place. But I just think you, I really think you got to try and keep them both. If even if that means, you know, I, you got to move, you got to do some creative stuff, obviously. And to do any of it, they're gonna have to do some creative stuff because yeah. they're really pressed against it. I mean, they could probably keep Dunn and Perunovic and let Petrangelo walk and not have to do a lot of moving, but. Even that's pretty close. So what I wonder more about too, and I don't think people necessarily forget, but I know I do, is uh, if you sign Petrangelo and then you sign Dunno as whatever four million, let's say, uh-huh. um, you have Scandella, who's extended. You have Falk, who's here for another six years. What are you doing with Pareko in what two years? One year? Yeah, I mean that dude. Two years, I think. Okay. This year, it's like that dude. At that point, he's gone. Gonna have to be traded. Yeah, like you're just gonna have to trade him because you have you will have to figure. So to me, if you I sign Petrangelo, think... it, you I mean it's obvious you have to move other pieces to keep Pareko, and if you don't, then he's gone. Here's the argument for why the Kraken. That's weird to say would be interested in Justin Falk. The argument is Ron Francis. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a long-time executive with the Hurricanes who had Justin Falk for a long time. And you need, and you got to hit the cap right. floor. Got to hit the cap floor. And that's, that's, that's every team's excuse <laughs> right. when they're like, take my take the guy that's $8 million on our cap. Got to hit the cap whatever floor. Whatever our complaints about Falk is, I think this year is an anomaly. I mean, he's a proven defenseman. Mm-hmm. And he, as much as it looks awful on paper to have the, 6.5 forever. Mm-hmm. 6.5 is not like ceiling prices for a potentially first line power play quarterback, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, but I mean, it's, you're, you're not keeping Petrangelo, Pareko and Falk past next season, potentially. Mm-hmm. So history indicates with Armstrong that if he's forced into a situation where somebody has to be traded, he will wait to the He'll last. Bite your head off. Yeah. So I don't think That's he's going to go trade Pareko this year, unless somebody just says, "Take Brady Kachuk or whatever." Mm. You know, like take this absurdly good young player and a pick or whatever. So I'm really interested to see how they do it. If done as a casualty. 
I would be really upset because I really like Vince Dunn. He's probably one of my favorite boys players, maybe my very favorite boys player in some respects. But, like, I understand why that might have to happen. They've currently got $2 million of cap space. Now, let's say Steen retires, which I could could see that dude doing just as, like, well, I don't want to screw over this sort of thing, you know? Like... Or, like, taking a front office role or something, you know? Mm. Um, if he retired, let's say he somehow we take care of him and we take care of. Um, Alan. Alan. Yeah. Yeah. That is over $10 million combined. So, you, I think. At twelve million, you could maybe get done in Petrangelo. Twelve million combined. Mm-hmm. But it's not going. They're not going to have a lot of wiggle room. Man, I do keep forgetting that to sign Petrangelo, they like have to get. They have to like make space that they haven't made yet. Yeah, it's I'm frightening. Like, oh, yeah. I, mean, it, I I think it will get done. I'm still pretty confident it gets done. But like, the wild card is that everybody else is in this too. Which could make for a very interesting offseason, mm-hmm. or it could make for a very boring offseason where, like, nobody does anything mm-hmm. and you can't find partners. And if that's the case, then we're screwed. And I'm, the sad, yeah. the upsetting thing is after this year, we're great. You know, <laughs> after this year, Bo, um, Allen falls off, obviously. Bennington, you've got to resign and, um, Thomas, you have to pay, as well as Cairo, but he won't be able to command much yet. But, like, then you have Steen and Schwartz and Bozak, who all leave. So that's $15 million. And I don't know that you want to let all three of those guys walk, but even if you want to keep Schwartz, like, you can do that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, could, I don't know what this team does, but I think it's interesting. The other route is... What do you think about trades for Vince Dunn? I saw, I've heard a lot of Habs scuttlebutt, where it's like, you know, potentially they need a backup for Price, and they pay to get Allen and Dunn, which they think they can do very cheap, and they can't. <laughs> People, like, I understand that Allen is a salary dump mm-hmm. for us, but he had too good of a year this year, I think. Mm. for people to say, oh, he's just a salary dump. And and make Armstrong oh, say, yeah, yes, yeah. you're right, please give me a sixth. You know? He's still no, this, a very, I, very top-tier backup or an okay starting. I was going to say, this uh, franchise respects Jake Allen too much to be like, oh, he's just a, he's just a salary dump. And, and rightfully so. Uh-huh. Rightfully so. Um. Who am I getting off of the Habs? I've seen a lot of Victor Mete. I've heard of that name. And who's a defenseman. I was going to say, say more. 22 um, lefty defenseman. So, you know. I mean, fills a role. Pretty close Vince Dunn replacement. And Ryan, I think, is his name. Lindgren. Uh, No, somebody else Lindgren. Canadians. Lindgren. Lindgren. <laughs> That's Charlie Lindgren, who's their goalie backup. 
who's 26. So that's not like you're not just swapping the same players. Yeah. Um, I've heard them talk about potentially including like. Uh, Brendan Gallagher. All right. <laughs> I know. I know. Deal. I know that's what you want to hear. Deal done. Deal done. Uh, let me look at their prospects. They got quite a few. They got some nice ones up there. I want Nick Suzuki. Yeah, right? Give it. Just give it to us. They mentioned not Cole Caulfield, not Nick Suzuki. Oh, somebody did mention Ryan Paling, which would be pretty cool. He's, he's good. He's good. <laughs> um, but, like, I'm, I'd be interested. I wouldn't mind if Doug got Dougie. a little younger this year. And kind of reorient, you know, if Petrangelo walks, we've talked about before, I think you have to prepare to to not totally alter the team, but to shift your focus mm-hmm. and reorient around the Thomas core, you know, and still obviously O'Reilly and, and Tarasenko, but like the team's very different if Alex Petrangelo leaves. And I don't think you can just think, Still a Stanley Cup contender. Mm, it's you know? just I think they're still a very good team. I think they're still a, a slam dunk playoff team. Well, you said it all along. And it's maybe, like you just don't know. You just don't know what yeah. it is. Maybe it's a perfect. Maybe the team's fine. Yeah. But a little more doubtful, and also you just have no idea because Alex Petrangelo hasn't been has not been on the Blues, not not been on the Blues since uh, 2011. Yeah, for a decade. And that's the thing. Is like I just I think because you won a Stanley Cup. It's not like, with David, when you let David Backus walk, there was some element of that. Like, I don't know, what's the team now? Mm-hmm. Ca- I mean, there always is when you leave, lose a captain, right? But, like, David Backus had never gotten you there. Mm-hmm. David Backus so you know wasn't playing the team 28 wasn't minutes yet, And he wasn't playing 28 minutes a night. Yeah. He wasn't a Norris-caliber player. I mean, obviously couldn't have been, but, like, a Selkie-caliber player mm-hmm. for most of that time. Like... You get it. But with Petrangelo, it's like, I just don't know how you move on, which is why I think you try desperately not to. Um, but it'll be interesting. What do you think about Perunovic in general? Are you excited? Are you nervous? Do you think he'll need a lot of time to develop? Um, uh, I'm hoping he's a real a real Colt oh, Breco fun. type where he just like jumps on the scene and then mm-hmm. takes a spot and there he is forever. Perunovic, Pareko. Very yeah. close. But I think just being of smaller stature and everything, although Vince Dunn jumped in and pretty much took a spot, I do think Prunovich will take a little more, a little more grooming, perhaps. But he is—he is what already 22, 23. He played college games, which are notoriously a little more physical, a little more grown-up big boy hockey than um, some of the junior leagues are. So like he should—he should be more prepared. But I just have an inkling that it's going to take a little while. Can I? Oh no. Nah. <laughs> oh there, yes, that was that was the stick. There point. was a tweet on Twitter. I will guard the identity of the tweeter for the purposes of not dragging public personalities. Although I think you'll have a strong guess. The tweet is as follows: Is it just me, or are the colors of Seattle's jersey very close to the Sharks? No, it's just you. <laughs> and secondly, also, couldn't they have used an actual Kraken sea creature on their jersey? Now that would have been cool. So, those are thoughts. What do you think about dumb. They're dumb thoughts. the possible reunion that I've heard discussed with Joel Edmondson? What? 
Very Doug Armstrong move that would be. Why? For what purpose? Wait, is his contract when up? The after the season? Oh, yeah. Yeah, his contract's over. Sure. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. If they signed him, I'm not going to be like, oh, no. That's fine. He was fine. He's a fine player. <laughs> yeah. Fine guy. I don't see a reason or a need. Like, who's he replacing? Like, Gunnarsson? Maybe? I don't even know. I guess Bortuzzo's in our lineup On right July now. On July 19th, the Freeze Canes tweeted, The Hurricanes have traded star winger Andrei Svechnikov, defenseman Jake Gardner, defenseman Joel Edmondson, defenseman prospect Jake Bean, and right-wing prospect Patrick Pustula to the Montreal Canadiens. No word on the return for that trade that happened in July. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I'm interested to see. I guess I can wrap up our kind of rambling discussion with I would really, I would like them to keep Petrangelo Pareko, per, Petrangelo Perunovic. Name and them Dunn, all. <laughs> uh, and move other pieces. You so, Even if... So you're not a Pareko stan. You don't like Colton Pareko. I love Colton Pareko. I just think I have accepted for a long time that he's not... You don't have the money. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. This He's going to make the I most hate. out of any of these guys. Yeah. I mean, barring Petrangelo and possibly, depending on the team that he signs with, just as much. Colton Pareko should be your number one defenseman. But as long as Alex Petrangelo is here, he won't be. So you either have to let Alex Petrangelo walk for nothing and sacrifice the legacy of the first person that ever lifted a Stanley Cup in a Blues jersey, or, in the next two years, you have to trade Colton Pareko for a freaking fortune. Mm-hmm. And then deal with the consequences. And to me, that's an easy call. I love, you know, I, I just, I, there are far too many idealists in hockey, in sports on Twitter. There are a lot of pessimists, don't get me wrong, <laughs> mostly pessimists. But there are far too many people that are just like, they'll just trade Falk and Bozak and Steen and Allen. Mm-hmm. Pareko will take a discount and sign for $7 million, and Petran and Jalo will sign for 8.5 over 4. Mm-hmm. And it'll be... We'll fix it. It'll be easy. Kumbaya. And it's just like, they don't have the money. Money is a thing. Money was already a thing before the cap decided to not go up at all. For what? Four years? Five years? At least two or three. So, yeah, I think it's three for sure, and then they have to discuss after that. So, like, it's that is a that is a reality, mm-hmm. and every GM's going to be boned by it. I think I trust Doug Armstrong to manage it better than anyone. I wouldn't... There is no GM I would rather have, honest to God, in this situation than Doug Armstrong, because I feel like he's shown that he really masters the whole trading himself out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Which in this case, it's not even self-inflicted trouble other than with, you know, maybe the extra year on the Steen and Allen contracts and the Falk contract. Okay, it's a little self-inflicted. <laughs> He's done right? some but like, things But he couldn't have predicted the COVID thing. Um, <laughs> the the Falk deal is Doug Armstrong, like, rolled up into one. Tra- amazing trade, well done. And then an extension, you go, oh no, the extension, not so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, trade's amazing. And it's like, I'm thinking about keeping them. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, For yeah. how much? Yeah, so, 
what, I mean, that's my thing with Pareko is I think, I honestly, not to joke about being a hater, but I think part of me tries to keep my distance because I'm just like, in my head, he's like so not, he so isn't a long-term blue. Mm-hmm. I would love him to be. I feel like he should be. But I don't know how it's possible. Mm-hmm. And I think that sucks, but I also think you can get an absurd return for him. If Like, let's say Doug does go crazy and says, screw it, I'll trade Pareko this year. Mm-hmm. That dude on that contract with two years left? Like, legitimately, I think you could get, like, Matthew Kachuk for that. I'm not even kidding. Like, a, a franchise young player. Probably that's a little bit of a stretch, but maybe Brady. Like, somebody of that tier... Or like a top top prospect, like a like Camp a cousin sort of or guy. like a, yeah, yeah, like at that level, Turcotte, somebody who's like the top. And you know, we were just talking about our depth at forward and how we don't necessarily need more depth, but like you can never run out of top tier guys, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. I think I think Elliot talked about on 31 Thoughts the other day. Soon to be 32 Thoughts. Ooh, good point. Is it going to change? I don't think it's going to change until they're actually like playing in the league. Good, good. I like that. But um, he was talking about like how he felt the next two years were going to, a few years were going to be really static and people weren't going to move much and stuff like that. I just don't know. I feel like it's the opposite a little bit. Aren't you going to have a bunch of people trying to figure out how they're going to be able to stay underneath the cap so they're gonna have to make moves yeah i don't know it'd be interesting unless like you said like players and and owners and gms are all aligned on like okay i'll take a little less to stay here because you'll need me and you know you need me i need you i can't get as much money elsewhere and you can't really replace me so i'll take your whatever four years for six million a piece sort of thing yeah maybe that happens i mean i could see something where um where like the like Petrangelo says, hey, I'll sign a one year deal to bridge into the deal that I want. You know, <laughs> like I'll sign a one year for mm-hmm. seven million so that you give me on the handshake sort of agreement, you give me the one point or the seven by nine or whatever. Well, then next you just year. then you just pray for a pretty mediocre season, you know? Yeah. Well, no, drive I think you drive his price <laughs> down. Honestly, but you know, what are you gonna do? What are you going to do? Uh, but all of that is Brady Shea is a Carolina Hurricane, man. This is going to be wild. Brady's so, good guy. Yeah. Uh, so yep. It's going to be wild to get back to this. Shall we talk about trophies? Yeah. Was Alex Petrangelo snubbed of the Norris? Eh, probably not. No, he wasn't. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, with the way the Norris is presented, he is not. He had 52 points. John Carlson had 75. Victor Hedman, who I think just gets an automatic nomination, yeah. had 55 points. So boring. And Roman Yossi had 65. Uh, John Carlson had 10.7 point shares. Victor Hedman had 9.5. Roman Yossi had 10.9. And uh, both John Carlson and Roman Yossi played 69 games, which is very nice. nice. Uh, I think it's Roman Yossi. Yeah, I do too. I feel like it's because John Carlson could sneak in there. 
John Carlson plays on a like team. There are going to be enough guys that are like, oh, but he's just a power play guy. Yeah, he just feeds is, it to Ovechkin. Kind of fair. I mean, that's kind of fair. When you just feed it to Ovechkin, or you take his spot to be pseudo Ovechkin, I just don't like. That's very good. That means you're a great performer. Mm-hmm. But it also like, is this the award for like the guy who plays Ovechkin's? passer or his spot sometimes on the power that's all i can think of john carlson for and me i should have looked at his power play points but it's like great 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 but like this is for like defensemen and i won't argue too hard about like it should really be about like a two-way defenseman and yada yada but if what do you think of the idea of having a defensive defenseman award like a separate thing. I like it. I also think, like we had talked about earlier, I don't know if it can be weighed as heavily when it comes to, um, like Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame as these other oh, ones yeah, we were. Did talk yeah, about this recently. I think it would be. I I kind of like the idea. I also think it would be the most boringest of the. Awards. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah. It'd be kind of like the Selkie is kind of like that for the offensive award, where it's like, oh, cool, you won the Selkie, but. You really wanted the heart or whatever, <laughs> you know. So yeah, but I think Roman Yossi gets a Norris because this is his this is his first year mm-hmm. playing in Nashville without Subban, mm-hmm. and that's or at least first year since Subban's been there. Um, and not that PK was necessarily like the best defensive defenseman, anyways, but he they were a pairing mm-hmm. from what I recall. It's a pairing. Yeah, and uh, he did really good without him. I don't like that Roman Yossi is going to win it, basically because he's like, I feel like he's taken Alex Petrangelo's spot in the central. I was like, who's the best defenseman in the central? And they're like, Roman Yossi. I'm like, ugh, why can't it be Alex Petrangelo? But he did have 65 points in 69 games, 10.9 points share. Doing it on a team that I don't think has been all that great, mm-hmm. whereas Washington, easy. Fantastic team as always. Um, I think it has to go to Roman Yossi. It should. And if it goes to Victor Hedman, I, I mean, it's not going to go to him, but no, what a Snoozeville snooze sure. fest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who won the Norris last year? Oh, uh, Giordano, right? We yeah, and then I think the year before that it was Hedman. Yeah, seems right. Uh, the Vesna Trophy, which for some reason I almost called the Coronavirus Trophy, uh, Tukaras is going to win it. Yep. Connor Hallebuck was also nominated as well as Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, Rask just, I mean, basically since the first round of last year's playoffs, mm-hmm. he there was a point last season where people were like, Yaroslav Halak should be the starting goalie. Mm. And I just want to take a moment to say, Yaroslav Halak, I know I've said this before, but phenomenal NHL career, yeah. that dude. I would have thought that guy was out of the league the minute we traded yeah. him. And not that I wanted him to be, but I was like, ah, that's how it goes. Yeah. But no. No, he's really I mean, he kind of actually kind of was for a little bit, and then yeah. he came back. He's found his niche. Good for him. Uh, I've never had a problem with him. Uh, but Vasilevsky won this award last year, I think. 35 14 and 3. A 917 save percentage and a 256 goals against average. I think he had a really shaky start to the year. Mm-hmm. And then like the rest of the lightning. Good after that. Uh, Connor Hellebuck, honestly. The best player on the Winnipeg Jets. The Hart <laughs> Trophy yeah. more than the Vesna Trophy. 31 21 and 5, 922 save percentage, 257 GAA, and a 6 shutout. But Tuka Rask, insane 26 8 and 6. 
eight regulation losses. Uh, 9.26 save percentage at 2.12 goals against average and five shutouts. Oh, I don't know how it doesn't go to Tuca. I Would saw that be his second? For sure his second. Might be his third. No, I think only his second because I think Bobrovsky is the only player in oh, like really? two decades that have won multiple. He, Tuka Rask, I think, is one of the best goalies. Oh, uh, I think Tim Tom, Thomas also okay. multiples. Tuka Rask is one of the best goalies like of the last 10 years easily. That isn't treated on that tier at all. Somehow. Well, yeah, but I feel like I saw a lot of people. I saw Rask some. Rask 13-14. Okay. I saw some people saying online that he was like one of the best goalies of this generation. And then a lot of Blues fans dunking on people being like, oh, I don't know, might want to check out Game 7 and all that shit. And people were like, oh, no, he's not even one of the best goalies like of the last like couple years or whatever. He's not even the best goalie on his team and stuff. I'm like, I know some yeah. people are digging, but Blues like... Blues fans are weird about like being defensive of stuff on stuff, especially yeah. once you've won. Give it I know, up, it's guys. like, dude, tip of the hat, Tuka Rask is one of the best goalies in the league currently, yeah. easily. Yeah. One of the best in the last decade, easily. Mm-hmm. And, and he's had a little inconsistency, but you know what? I, find me the goalie that's better than him that's been completely consistent, because there's not... Bobrovsky's mm-hmm. amazing, and he's all over the place. Fucking Carey Price, who people still talk about like he's fucking God, isn't. And it's like Tuka Rask is easily yeah. like top three. No question. Like none in terms of like recency, you know. And I can't believe that there's, I can believe, but I also can't believe that there's Blues fans like, no, man, Tuka Rask not very good. And I'm like, uh, no, he's very good. If you had to win one season right now, who would you take ahead of him? I might take Vasilevsky. I love Ben Bishop. I would not take Ben yeah. Bishop ahead of him because I can't trust Ben Bishop to stay no. healthy. Oh, there was another thing, too. That was the worst part. I wouldn't take Flurry over Rask. No. Someone pointed out that he well, he lost you know, our series against him. Mm-hmm. They're like, and then you know, they were like, he was one of the best goalies in the last decade. Like, oh, say that to, to Rask of the 2019 playoffs and of the 2013. It's like, first of all, very good in 2019. Second of all, in 2013... Like one of the most spectacular goalie performances, like runs ever. They played the Penguins in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I think like held that offensive juggernaut to like nothing. Mm-hmm. I think they scored like it was like a. Didn't it was, they win in 2013? They went to the finals and lost to the Hawks. Oh okay. But like he was very oh, close. So they're calling him what a choker or something? Yeah, I was like he was very close to winning. Uh, the con Smythe that year and if it wasn't for ryan o'reilly What's... possibly if it wasn't for ryan o'reilly's performance in the finals i think it was in great question that oh. he would have won the con Smythe this year or this past year i would not have been disgusted if tim thomas or sorry if tuka rask had won the con Smythe as the series turned out mm-hmm I, if if that I would have been upset because like I we, of course well we have a Con Smythe winner weirdly <laughs> yeah. from uh, Glenn Hall, Glenn Hall yeah. winning it in a sweep against <laughs> at the hands of the Canadians but like it would have sucked to like win your first ever cup and not get a Con Smythe but like if O'Reilly hadn't like you said I think if O'Reilly hadn't if even if we'd still won if O'Reilly hadn't had a really distinctive. Mm. 
finals series, I think you might have had to go with Rask because, like, up until then, the Blues didn't have one guy that was like, oh, crap, that's the dude. And it's weird to me how guys, like, you know, I don't know Flurry's playoff stats well enough, and maybe he has had some ups and downs, but it's weird to me how they'll say something like, well, Rask choked both of these years. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, but, like, Bennington was not particularly good last year. I mean, he got it done, and he was phenomenal in Game 7. Yeah. I'm not taking anything away from him, but, like, feels to me like there's this weird precedent where it's like, okay, if your team comes together and wins a Game 7, suddenly you're a hero and not a choker, and it's like... Well, I get why that works, especially when you're 10 years removed from it, and you're mm-hmm. just like, well, we lost, so it must not have been that good. But, like, it's not hard to go to HREF and have some stats. <laughs> the Bennington know? thing always I always like, too, because, again, not trashing on Bennington, great goalie, number mm-hmm. one goalie for the Blues. But the fact that they had to constantly talk about, in a positive light, that, like, oh, he bounces back so well, he bounces back so well. You know, we talk about the bouncing back so well <laughs> because, because there was a shitty, so well. yeah, there was a shitty thing before mm-hmm. that. And that's nothing against him because great goalies are just incon- are inconsistent. It just happens. Mm-hmm. It's just how often are you in the dark place and how often are you not? And you'll just have games like that, especially when you're playing, like, the best in the world in uh, the Stanley Cup Finals that's going to happen, even to Tuka Rask. Anyways, it bugged me because, like, there's a lot of people to hate on the Bruins. Plenty of people to hate on the Bruins. But, like, Tukaras just has never been one of them for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just always been, like, tip of the hat to that guy. It's great. Yeah, I don't... I don't get... I just don't get the, the Blues little man syndrome that exists. And I think it's time to get over that because we're not the little man I know, anymore. I was like, yeah. You I have mean, to it's cut. like, spend your time... Please, if you're going to be a truther, spend your time being a Jonathan Taves truther. Mm-hmm. And don't waste time on Tuka Rask. But Steve Jonathan Taves is one of the literally the most the interesting, interesting man, man in the NHL, according to Jeff Merrick. God. Most interesting. I can't wait How? for him to say crazy shit How when he's retired, says milk Jeff Merrick. toast is it to be like, this guy has opinions. <laughs> and therefore, is the most interesting man in the NHL. When they read... has, Jeff Merrick has yeah. never listened to an episode of Spit and Chickwits, has he? I, I, I don't believe he has. Yeah, I, I, they've been on together. Too, too blue for him. Too blue. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, when they mentioned, when they read this thing that I apparently missed that Jonathan Taves said about, like, just wanting to be let safe. Me, let me find it. Or whatever, and oh my god, it was. But like, it also wasn't even controversial. What, what they spun, what they spun they out like of that was, was so back, weird. Like the a monsoon of emotion. Uh-huh. Well, they're know? like, I don't think he was talking about what he said he was talking about. He was talking about our immune systems, and I was like, did he say immune system? Did he also like allude to any of that? He was just talking about like not knowing what the coronavirus could or couldn't do to people and the need to like be aware of you know be informed as a player that's going to go back and possibly expose this stuff and then they spun it as like i don't think he's talking about that he's talking about people's immune systems now you need to be responsible for your own immune system and i i did not get that from any of the reading i'm trying to find the um some i'm trying to no yeah but like Jonathan Taves, I cannot believe when they're like, yeah, when he's retired, he's, he's going to be a fun interview. He's going to have a lot to say. And I was like, I doubt it. I really do. Or he's going to say stuff that's just, 
you know, 1% better than just like, you know, grinding in the corners for the boards, getting the puck, you know, good, good hockey shit. He's just going to say something like, you know what? I didn't really. Uh, from what I understand, it was Elliot Friedman who gave to me when I was playing. Like, oh shit, Jonathan! Fucking lay it down. Yeah, I am all. I'm like pre-disgusted that we're gonna play that game for anybody. It's but it's like so boring when. Jonathan, did you drink any alcohol out of the cup way back then? <laughs> Actually, I did. Oh shit, Jonathan! Fuck! Slow down, buddy. You know, live fast, die young. Jesus Christ, Jonathan. Yeah, no. I believe he has opinions, and I believe he has strong opinions, and I believe those opinions are boring as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm having trouble finding these books, so... <laughs> Steven cannot Google them. But, um... Ooh, here's the latest from the Chicago Sun-Times. Maybe we're gonna get there. Is he being traded? Uh, I don't even know how we got to this mess. How do we get here? How do we get to talk about Jonathan Tames? Does anybody really know how and when people catch this thing? It was Rask to Truthers to Jonathan Tames. Jonathan Tames, okay, thank you. Uh, Is what he said. He asked rhetorically at one point. Some of my previous comments came probably came out the wrong way. See, it's like running away from him already. Oh, <laughs> screw this guy. I'm just, like, have a backbone, Dude, man. Can you believe it? They were saying something like, maybe he'll apologize, I don't know. And I remember thinking what he read or listening to what he read and be like, mm-hmm. apologize for what? D- here's the quote. Does anybody really know how and when people catch this thing? He asked rhetorically, the best you can do is get good rest, eat healthy, take care of your body, do the little things that lower your chances. What else can you do? Sitting around and worrying about it is just going to drive you crazy. The NHL has gone to great lengths to create a safe environment. It's far from perfect. (gasps) Jonathan, please apologize. (laughs) But everyone has their own beliefs. (gasps) In seeing where they stand with all this. Um, First... This league and its players have, are a joke. I have <laughs> so two sad. problems with this. My biggest problem is, don't we know how you catch this thing? It's like, like how, not, like, I think it says how or when. Yeah. When do you catch it? Probably how when exposed when, yeah. to other people. That like, I mean, I know we've got still got questions about like surface. Oh, and, yeah. Like, how yeah. far the droplets go and stuff. But it's not like you catch it by sweating or something, <laughs> you know, like. Um, I had a piece of fruit off the ground. Do yeah. I have the coronavirus? Well, maybe if the person who ate it did. But How and when, Stephen? How just, and when? It's just such a weird... This league is so weird about stuff like that. And yeah, back to Blues fans. If you're going to talk about who's real and who's not, I, I think I talked... I, I think we touched on this last week, but let's just talk about how as, as crappy a human being as Patrick Kane is, he's the only relevant player from the from the Blackhawks big four. The rest of that team is nothing without Patrick mm. Kane. And I want them to know it. I want them <laughs> to know their irrelevance. I want Chicago to recognize that the drop of one plastic numbered ball is all that has kept them from the brink of total irrelevance. And it happened to fall for them. And that person did happen to be an abuser and an accused rapist. I'm not going to say he was raped anybody. I'm just going to say it's accused and it's out there and he did it. But I'm not gonna say dead. no but like i just i get so tired of the jonathan taylor stuff in general and i do want to circle back to saying it hasn't been two decades since 
Vesna Trophy's won multiple, but Bobrovsky is the only active. It was Tim Thomas before him in like the late aughts, and mm. then before him it was a lot of Martin Brodeur and Dominic Hasek. Oh, like a lot. <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> um, Boring. The Hart Trophy is the same three people as the Ted Pearson Award. Uh, Ted Pearson? Lester Pearson. Lester Pearson, Ted Lindsay. Ted Lindsay. But he's that's the ticket. The that's a good Lindsay ticket. Award. Yeah, got it. Um, Leon Dreisaitl from Edmonton, forty-three goals, sixty-seven assists, hundred and ten points, forty-four of those points on the power play, and still a minus seven overall. Mm. Nathan McKinnon, Colorado, thirty-five goals, fifty-eight assists. 93 points in 69 games played. Nice. Plus 13. Thank you for catching that. I missed it. 31 power play points. And our Tammy Panarin of the New York Rangers, 32 goals, 63 assists, 95 goals, 95 points in 69. Very nice, nice. games. A plus 36? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Only 24 of his points on the power play? Listen to me. It's our turn. <laughs> you made this point out there. I don't want to step on your thunder. I'll give you the floor. But like, if you're doing the who meant the most to his team, whose team could not have survived without him, mm-hmm. it's a no-brainer, baby. Yeah, there's like you cannot give it to Leon Dreisaitl just based on the fact that Connor McDavid is there. And, and he's like, a minus seven. Like, How do you have 110 points and you're minus seven. I would still. I would say. That it is a smack to the face of Connor McDavid that Leon Dreisaitl is ever on heart. this list. Yes. I'm dead serious. Yeah. I feel sad saying it, but there is no Don't. fucking way <laughs> that you are on a team with Connor McDavid and they go, Leon. You're the Hart Trophy nominee. I don't care that he has more points than him. There is no way. Uh-huh. There is zero chance. Uh-huh. Unless he proves to be like Super Malkin down the line. And there's opportunity for that. Yeah. I mean, if but he like, does this a year Connor McDavid's hurt, yeah. then great. But no, dude. No. You have 110 points. Like, very good player. No, don't hear me saying Leon Dreisel is nothing without Connor McDavid because that's not true. But he's not 110 imagine, point Leon Dreisaitl. Imagine if Adam Oates had won the Hart Trophy, though, when Holland Oates was a thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, Adam Oates, phenomenal player. And arguably higher skill of the two, in a way. Mm. So it doesn't even mesh Very perfectly. Good, like, fantastic elite player. But you know who's the star of that pair. <laughs> you have, Leon Dreisaitl. Adam Oates on another team, he's a good player. Yeah. You put Adam Oates with. Brett Hull, and he's on, like, a historic point pace. <laughs> Leon Dreisaitl deserves the heart, if only because he's going to be living in Connor McDavid's shadow forever. Mm-hmm. So, like, give him something fun. Mm-hmm. And a great season, a fantastic season, not taking that away from him. Uh-huh. But he is not the Hart Trophy winner. Nathan McKinnon, I feel bad for because I'm so angry about Leon Dreisaitl on here that he's just there. Fantastic player. He is just there. Nathan McKinnon win last year? Uh, was Leon Dreisaitl on it last year? No. He didn't win it, but he was, was he? Was he before? No. He wasn't even a nominee. I don't think so. I only remember um, Taylor Hall winning the heart because that's when it was talked about the most. Yeah. And then I forget all the other ones. That was the year where people were like, "But he's is all of his team, and this mm. is okay." Last year was Kucherov. 
Oh, because oh, he had like 140 points. Oh, that's probably right. Um, Taylor Hall, Connor McDavid, Patrick King, Carey Price, Sidney Crosby, Ovechkin, Malkin, Perry, Sedin, Ovechkin, Ovechkin, Crosby, Thornton, San Louis, Peter Forsberg, and Ian, wild guess who won the Hart Trophy in 2002. Did you guess Jose Theodore? Because if oh, you didn't, boy. you were wrong. I was like, never in a million years. Yeah, I'll start telling Can you Panarin. guess 2001? Because that logic might be able to get you there the jose theodore logic no the logic of like thinking about the year and what was memorable about it 2001 oh was a joe sack it was you got it and then chris bronger yeah <laughs> see like i i get the was he the last defenseman to win it uh like well, did i just name any defenseman i think he uh, was uh yeah wow that's kind of surprising. That's crazy. There wasn't How many a, there, even won this? There wasn't an Eric Carlson Hart Trophy? Hmm. I mean, I guess they were always kind of sucked. But... are both forwards, right? I mean, yes. Yeah, I don't... I think it's been a while. It was a while after... Trottia was a forward. Yeah, it was a big gap between Pronger and the next guy. I think. Bobby Orr in 70-72. to 72, He won three in a row. Are those the only two? Uh-oh. I, I thought there's another the one. Two. Let's see. Defenders to win Hart Trophy. Dead. <laughs> Air. There's been a lot on here, folks. I'm so sorry. We're just thinking. I don't it's think late and we're been, thinking. Has there been a lot of dead air? I guess maybe. I apologize. I guess so. Eddie Shore won four. See? That's a guy. Any I've defenseman? never heard of him. I feel like I should if he's won four heart trophies. Christ. The defenseman with the most trophy victories is Eddie Shore, who has four. By contrast, it's rare for a goaltender to win the award. Tell me more about defensemen. Don't give me that phantom sentence. <laughs> That's it. But yes, Artemi Panarin, hands down, should win the heart trophy. Uh, there's there's other good players oh, on the Rangers, but uh, he's position. by far the best. And a plus 36. Only 25% of his points were on the power play. Eddie Shore. A five on five monster. Eddie Shore was in the 30s, so GTFO. The players, Pronger and or the only players to win it since 1944. Wow. So I'm going to say they're the only defensemen to win it. The others are, would you like to take a guess at naming this? Why don't we, why don't we have Chris Pronger's number retired? We are this year. It's oh, that's right. That's right. that's right. That's right. Why they haven't until now. Okay. Catastrophic like... failure. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I think our Timmy Panarin's got to win that. I don't know. Yeah. Easy peasy. Red man. They're, bla- they're asking Rangers fans to chant bread man, bread man, or, or bread or something like that. Uh, baguette, to, you know, to fill. I, I, Pompernickel. I baked Pompernickel. baguettes this last week. Uh, how did that go? Yeah, it went very well. They turned out were to they... be more like breadsticks, a little thin. Uh-huh. Uh, also, the next, were they, did they have a firm crisp on the outside? Because Paul, they did. Hollywood tells me very. Important. I put I put water in the oven in a pan good, underneath good. so it crisp up. Good, but uh, the next day though, hard as like. Oh, Steve and I could beat you to death with one. <laughs> like, the thing is cement. That's hilarious. I guess that makes sense, though. If you didn't, like, did you ziplock them or anything? Or were they just out? No, they're just out. Because oh, yeah. in my mind, I'm like, like, it's just fucking fine. bread. Yeah, that's fucking fine. Nope. idiot. Nope, didn't work. Well, nope. I haven't made anything adventurous lately, I don't think. So I can't share a story. But... 
I do have to travel oh, no. every day to take care of a guinea pig for my brother, so that's fun. He'll probably listen to this. I love him. I love his guinea pig. But it's an it's an odd situation to be in. I'm What's the guinea pig's that. name? George. George. Okay, that's a good name. Georgie, as you know, to be creepy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Going down the sewers. Yeah, right. That's right. Uh, but I'm not going to bring him any balloons because that's just too. I went. I went to their house today. They know this happened, so I'm not breaking any news. I went there at, like, noon. But you did break an Because it was, like, easier for me to go there and do, like, an afternoon of work and then come back than to be, like, than to try and, like, between you coming over and work, try to get down there and get back, you know? Yeah. So I went there at, like, noon and stayed until, like, 6. Um, and... It's weird to be in other people's homes. You just, the noises, like noises that are just like, oh, some wind blew across mm-hmm. the screen door, you know? And it's like, oh, so somebody's breaking in. This is this is how I die. This is <laughs> this is the moment when I die. Cool, cool, good to know, you know? It's yeah. like, it's just so weird to be anywhere out of your element. Well, especially these days. I think, too, like, I don't, do you work in silence, like, you work from home now. Mm-hmm. Do you have like music on and stuff most of the time? I mean, you're on the phone a lot more than I am. I feel um, like I, I do work in silence. When I'm very busy, I uh, work in like complete silence, other than me like muttering "fuck" underneath my breath <laughs> all the time uh, for even the the smallest of things. Uh-huh. Um, but if I'm like if there's nothing to do, then I listen to music. And if I'm just kind of like, oh, I need to do this thing that's probably going to take 45 minutes and it's relatively monotonous mm-hmm. or whatever, I put on music all the time. Maybe I'm unwell, but I have this tiny fan on behind me all the time. Mm. I don't like actual silence. It creeps me out. <laughs> uh So, yeah, I feel like I'm just more concentrated. I don't know. Maybe I try to fill the silences. Mm. Maybe my brain goes places. Maybe that's when I see the monsters that haunt my nightmares. Like the Seattle Kraken. And it came full circle. (laughs) Anything else you'd like to say, Ian? I am excited for hockey. Next time we talk, the Uh exhibition game will have been played. I would like to say very quickly that I'm just now realizing, and I'm sorry that I know this. I truly am sorry that this is something I noticed. But four weeks ago, Mm-hmm. You wore a shirt from yeah. some national park. Yeah. Then three weeks ago, you wore a shirt from Zion National Park. Yeah. And then last week, you wore a shirt. So I guess three weeks ago, then two weeks ago, then last week, you wore the three weeks ago shirt from a different national park. And this week, you are wearing the Zion National Park shirt. So, Ian, do you have two? Thursday shirts and oh, are no. they National Park shirts no. or is this just the this strangest just coincidence yeah. good well I think I'm comforted I think I prefer that you don't have them. I, these aren't ones I wear out a lot so I, you know I just say I'm going, to, I'm going to Steven's house so fuck it um, so this wasn't what you were wearing at business <laughs> no I was I was okay, okay. I just think about the beginning of the day I'm like what am I doing today oh, you know? I'm going to Steve's house I don't so to just fuck it um <laughs> This is a big sir, big sir. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you know, that's cool. I may go to Rocky Mountain National Park in the not-too-distant future, so, you know, got to go someplace where people aren't. But, well, hop in the car. (laughs) More's merrier. 
but yeah, so we're not in a national park right now. We're in a, the hull of a ship undersea, and the uh, barnacles are starting to eat my skin. So let's get out of here. It's late. <laughs> Is that what barnacles do? I don't okay, think so. Okay, I think okay. they're like rocks. Yeah, they're just living rocks. Are they living? I don't know. Oh, can they grow on your skin? I guess they could <laughs> have if you, you stayed yeah. still. I think you've watched too much Pirates yeah, of the Caribbean. I think so, but that will have to be discussed at another time. Ian, anything you'd like to say before we go? Uh, I'll, I'll see you land, land lovers later. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, I don't know how pirates say goodbye. Sayonara. <laughs> Boo. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Boo.